And so it begins. The whole his mind is apparently his personality. Wait, 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 wait. A rabbi and a boxer arrive <laughs> on a space yeah. station. Broke off. Guys, I have a stuff. He's now. totally hitting on Kosh now. Totally sexual harassment. Basically, the Mount Rari are drama queens. He's gonna come out of his butt. I can't believe this martial law crack where I have been, dammit. Hey, <laughs> Jeffrey Sinclair. My Whedon senses should have been tingling. And we know that IKEA survived. This torture session may be recorded for quality assurance. Now <laughs> 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 oh, you could dead drive. Jack the Ripper knew it was there. So long. Well, hello again, everyone. Welcome to Down Below, a Babylon 5 intro cast. I'm Will. I'm Ann. And I'm Beth. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Heidi has had to step away from the podcast for the rest of the show. Uh, she has family considerations. Um, just wish Heidi and her family the best. It's been great having her on board with us for yes. this ride. Our thoughts are with her and she will be missed but absolutely she needs to be with her family right now um don't blame her for this it, it, it's something that she needs to do yeah babylon 5 can wait hopefully hopefully she'll finish the series <laughs> one day gave us three you know gave it three good years yeah you can believe it three yeah. years uh, well, we are pleased to be joined once again by a return visitor to Down Below. Here, near the end, it's Derek. Hey, Derek. Good to have yeah. you aboard. Yeah, Welcome good to back. see you. Oh, thank, thank you. Always love getting your emails. Full time away, actually. So you have to you have to forgive my absence for about the past six months. It's actually, I had to step away too. So I completely understand. Yeah. So it happens. It, take some family it happens, absolutely. So not because I didn't like season five, although probably my least favorite season, but <laughs> so it wasn't I was ignoring you. <laughs> That's right. Well, season five has its issues, but it has its awesome moments. I'm not gonna say highs because the the awesome moments are also devastatingly emotional moments. <laughs> I, uh, well, today we are here to discuss episode 22 of season 5. Wow, the series finale, Sleeping in Light. Can't believe it. But first... We actually made it. <laughs> first, an ISN special report. Tune in next week for the making of this unprecedented documentary, where we sit down with both the actors and their real-life counterparts. Bye for now. I've been Beth, and this is ISN. Stroke off. I know they exaggerated a few things for the documentary, but we lived through those years. You know how hard it was. That's true, but more people suffered and died than they make out. Also, what about those of us behind the scenes, I suppose? Ah, do you know how many speeches I had to sit through from Delenn? Or medicinal back rubs I had to endure from Dr. Franklin. Oh, 
What about those food plans she drew up? Were you ever on one of those? I mean, Heidi once told me she could only eat flan and spoon for a week. Heidi, I miss her. But, considering she got to cover the telepath war, and then the whole crusade incident, she's had a great career. Yeah, now she's working on her book off exploring the galaxy with Kodoth. Who knew Kodath would turn out to have joined the Technomages and faked her death all along? Let alone be willing to share some of their secrets. To Heidi and her next great adventure. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have a message for the party. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Let me change that to Heidi and Clarence. To, to Heidi, Heidi and, and Clarence. Clarence. Well, I'd better get going now. Got a new suit to buy in the morning. Are you troubled by the strange ending to Sherlock? Do you experience feeling of dread while waiting for Doctor Who to return? Have you or your family actually seen Orphan Black, Person of Interest, or Sleepy Hollow? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Log in to the home of all things geek, the Earth Station One Network. Our podcasts are on call 24 hours a day to serve all your geek needs. The ESO Network will be right there. We're ready to geek out with you. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. Sleeping in Light originally aired November 25th, 1998, the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, Making his nice. directorial debut this episode was Mr. J. Michael Straczynski. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I also believe it was filmed a year earlier in about the 7th of May or something like that. That's the um, information I managed to dig up because, of course, it was filmed at the end of season four and he banked it in the editing bay. He didn't want to release it just in case rumors got out about the finale. So he didn't, he deliberately stopped editing the final episode until the time came round that he had to. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I know. Yeah. Cause he knew that if he finished it, he would have to hand it over to someone and those people could leak out secrets. So once he, once they found out they were going to get a fifth season, it's like, oops, I'm just going to, hang on to this for a while and finish yeah, it. Yeah, he was year. also saying that he didn't want to finish this series as well until the last moment because it's so emotional for him as well. So did he but film this before sorry. Before the season oh, four finale? Yes. I believe so, yes. Okay. I believe the season four finale was the first thing shot in season five. Yeah, That's this right. episode was supposed to be the season four finale, but when they were rescued, they filmed the new season four finale and held on to this one for a year. So I guess we yeah, can, we, we'll a- get there. We'll yeah. get there to my question about. So I'm actually so glad this, I, my first notice I'm, I'm so glad was this was the season series finale instead of the season four finale. Right. Actually. Oh, yes. I, yes. I am, I'm probably one of the, few who did not like the season four finale at all <laughs> and so this one i'm like i'm so glad this was the end because this one I, well sense. if you remember the season four finale was actually the first ever episode of b5 at all that's what drew oh. me in <laughs> so we're on opposite ends when it comes to that episode 
<laughs> uh, of course, it was written by JMS. Uh, let's get started with the recap. And yeah, there was a commentary by JMS on it. And this was his first time watching this episode since um, the sh- uh, series air. I guess this was 2004. He recorded this. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been about seven years after it had aired. Uh. Um. So the episode begins uh, with a Garibaldi voiceover talking about the interstellar alliance being on Minbar, how it's been 20 years. Um, well, Sheridan's dreaming of, about, he's dreaming about Lorian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he wants to have Lorian dreams. I never say that I had a dream about Lorian, so yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty glad about that. I had a dream about Dana Scully one time, but not Lorian. Um, <laughs> that's better. I mean, that's so much better. Um, well, <laughs> uh, dreams are kind of wicked. I dreamt last night that I had a whole Terminator dream, but a Terminator dream fueled by the Judgment Day that was triggered by Trump. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, so we have that to worry about now, too? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's a dream, unfortunately. I I think you were just awake at two a.m. at the night and were watching that. Just watching Fox News. You mean fake news? Yeah, Yeah, fake news. Um, Like ISN. (laughs) (laughs) Well, season four ISN, yes. Season five ISN. Oh my god, we haven't heard them. So glad we we weren't doing that during the whole thing because wow. Oh yes, I mean. (laughs) I've been listening to um, the intro guide to Babylon 5, um, which is <laughs> the Babylon 5 what's through, but they've just done that whole episode in season four about, you know, the whole fake news thing. And it, they've said it was so hard watching it, you know, because, it, you know, of what's going on now. That's <sighs> yeah, Sheridan goes to get some air and Delin. It's like she sensed something was wrong, so she joins him and he's watching the sun come up for the first time. Wow. I, yeah, well, it's a lovely motif this is. So, um, not a party animal though. <laughs> but I mean this is one moment we we see him here in the range one uniform and everyone seems to look good in that uniform. Everyone. Sinclair, yeah, Sinclair looks really good in that uniform, too. Yeah, so does Dylan, and so does Ivanova later on. (laughs) So, yeah, so Sheridan knows his 20 years are up, so they're going to send out the letters, and and then the sun comes up. Mm. They do play with light so well in this episode, I think. Bright light. They're pretty. And next we go to General Susan Ivanova being briefed. Oh, yes. It was great to see that. her again. There was we actually- didn't get a credit so- this time. Right? Yeah, we, no, we didn't get opening credits this episode. We got end credits, basically. So for my DVD, Fro was at the end credits, but... Um, yeah, JMS said there was some talk about removing Ivanova from this and putting in Lockley, but you know, he went with his original oh, vision. Oh yeah. That no. makes sense now that, cause you said that it was supposed to be season four finale. Oh, that yeah. makes sense. Okay. I'm glad yeah, he did. But though. he basically says in the commentary, no, I had a vision for what I wanted 
the finale to be, and he had it in his head for a long time. So, you know, he he wasn't going to not have Ivanova in this. So good to see her. So I was I watched this episode like three times, and I was thinking oh, so watching it. Like this is some of the best acting Claudia Christian has done on the show, and JMS just said the same thing in his commentary. Like the last time oh, I watched yeah. it, it was a commentary. Yeah, I mean, old General Ivanova or later Ranger One Ivanova is fantastic. She's just so sad this whole episode. <laughs> I'm like, I feel bad. But for I think Ivanova. you're about to mention the extended scene. Yeah, there said well. Oh, I did watch that. I almost watched the commentary because I can watch them now. I can't remember that one. That's yeah, right. You, you can, can watch, watch the commentaries now. now. You can watch the <laughs> now. So, yeah, the ranger knocks down the door, and there's this... Um, Lieutenant. To, yeah, I was trying to think of a name to call him that, was, that I wouldn't have to bleep out. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> the lieutenant, yeah, he's kind of annoying. And in the extended scene, yeah, Ivanova does reassign him to latrine duty. Because yeah. people are talking, <laughs> yeah. people are talking, but you don't talk well, back to Ivanova. Yeah, well, I think she I saw shoot him. Yeah. You know, that is just, that is Ivanova. You know, you think back to the whole I am God scene, you know. Um, right, you Ivanova's know, right, You will listen yeah. to Ivanova. God sent me. <laughs> no, uh, no, back in season. No, I know you know. You know, when she yeah. says the whole thing of, you are way of Vanova. Vanova is always right. Absolutely. There are these. So, which is that's true. Told- Corwin, that's what she told um, our favorite character. Yeah, Clarence. Uh, yeah, speaking yeah. of, I guess he never got too close to, to Sheridan. Yeah. Well, that all like Zach, he never received yeah. his letter. Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna think of it that way. Yeah, you never got the letter. I really think you know they spent a lot of time with Corwin, even though we didn't see much of it on screen. He was important to all of them, and so I think yeah, he just didn't get his letter. Uh, you know, they never thought about it for the fifth season, but I mean, I'm sure Lockley would have gotten a letter too if they had really filmed this. If they had you know filmed I mean? it uh, at a different time, I'm sure both. Ivanova and Lockley would have been in it, yeah. Yeah. And actually, that would have been a really nice scene to have the two of them together. Just X, Y. Well, I can see them with Zach. No, Ivanova was never his wife. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm talking about Lockley. What kind of alternate history? Lockley. I thought we were talking about Lockley, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no. I was saying Lockley and Ivanova having a scene yeah. together. No. The actress that was in there is pretty well known as a character actress. She was the one of the moms on Glee, and I remember her from that. Um, I really wanted like the invitations to be for like a like an and then there were none type of like murder mystery. (laughs) (laughs) We only saw the we only saw the meal and the talk afterwards. You never know; they might have had a whole day's worth of events. He could have like pretended to be dead and have them. Well, how many are dead already? You know? Oh god! By the end of this, the twenty years, you know, half of them are yeah. I mean, have passed on to the outer rim anyway. That's so sad. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lanier randomly. No, not the real life, but the show. In the yeah. show's timeline as well, I might as well go into it here because I don't think it's ever actually mentioned on, on screen at any point. But at this point, Lita's dead as well. 
Oh yeah, Lita. Yeah, no, <laughs> when yeah. was the last time we saw her? Yeah, essentially at this point, you've had a whole Psy war go on. I'm not going to say any more because it's touched on at points in Crusade, and although we're not going to do a full rewatch of it, we will discuss it. So it'll be discussed more there, but she died okay. during that. Oh, okay. Oh. I didn't even think she about her at all. all. Yeah, she died on Mars. Um, uh, and yeah, yeah, that's rather sad. But and she would have been so great if, like, after season four, she her character arc would have just ended, so we weren't shown what it is like when Kelly has to make love. I prefer to think of Lita, season four, Lita. Yeah. So. Agreed. One of my notes says, um, Ranger Secret Service kicks the ass of Earth Military Secret Service. Oh, yeah. The guy came into Vano just like through the military guy who we later know gets latrine duty because of it. (laughs) There was some... Ranger security can beat Earth security. Yeah. There are some looks between the um, Ranger and Ivanova like, yeah, they just kind of understand. But she just misses Marcus so much. Oh, after 20 years. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, yeah. the extended scene has her taking Marcus's uh, pike. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice. God, I'm terrible. Oh, we'll get to Marcus at the very... We'll wait till the very end. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, that's, that's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh, no, he gets the credit. So, kind of. Kind of. Anyway, we cut to um, yeah, the Centauri Prime. Emperor Veer is enjoying the company oh of some ladies. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, I gets... mean, uh, Emperor Veer is just fantastic all, in, in all <laughs> of his scenes. But he gets a message from the ranger, and immediately his mood changes. <laughs> um, yeah. Cancel all his appointments, and it's just really sad he knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that they all know. I mean, I didn't yeah. realize they all knew about his impending death, I guess. Did they all know? Like that, well, that we know? Uh, uh, I figure at some point over these 20 years, he's told each of them oh, yeah, in I guess, various different ways, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I know that Veer, there was a prophecy that after the Emperor dies, the next one is going to become Emperor or whatever. Yeah. But why did Veer become emperor like politically? Is it because Londo like said uh, I, don't, the next... I think I think they go into it in the Centauri trilogy of novels. But the impression I oh. get is Veer kind of led a rebellion against the keepers. What? Yeah. The draft. How is this not filmed? <laughs> no. But no, well, Veer I, did. I guess you I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, Veer, um, he's so happy as compared to Londo, and like Centauri Prime actually looks happy now. Hmm. So at some point, I read more into it, but I guess you just have to assume that they beat back the Drock. Yeah, so that's just never talked about. So I guess you don't have time. That's the thing that just the world continues, stories go on, and there's stories that go left untold because that's how life is. And that's the impression JMS wants to convey here, is that 
uh, Babylon 5 was one long story, but it's still one short story compared to all the others that are happening in the universe. Sure. So, but, but I didn't Veer pick up the crown after Londo died, so... Is oh, that, he did, is yeah. That enough he was to, waiting. Uh, <laughs> that's how they determine who the next emperor is. Yes, the finders keepers law of Centauri Prime. Yeah. It's like, uh, isn't that what the uh, Drawsy do, right? The Whoever wears the <laughs> exactly. necklace or... Yeah. Yeah. I thought, yeah, maybe maybe Ivanova should be Emperor of the Drazi, actually. <laughs> so. Oh, for sure. Ranger 1 and Drazi Emperor. <laughs> so, I guess this is on oh. Mars. Uh, Dr. Franklin and Garibaldi are visiting, and um, Garibaldi's daughter's there. And Franklin's got to go, <laughs> but Garibaldi wants him to stay longer. Yeah, this... He's kind of the weakest part of the episode. It's kind of, it's only here to kind of convey information of this is where these people are 20 years later. We want them on member for that whole part, you know, get together scene and then on Babylon 5 later. But to do that, we've got to show you where they are now. I was watching. Yeah, you kind of have to. I was watching they're, this episode. They're in the late 1980s. That's what they've turned it into. So <laughs> playing tennis, uh, tennis, and didn't have, like or his daughter have that sweater vest on? <laughs> <laughs> I was watching this with my friend, and he said that guy's showing a lot of leg. He's talking about Doctor Franklin. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> he was showing a lot of leg in this, in in that scene. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mentioned it a little later, but I think Franklin's kind of matured in these 20 years. He's uh, become a better person. <laughs> I don't know how you can tell. <laughs> uh, they get a message. He finished his jail sentence for stalking um, every woman he's ever met. So um, maybe he finally got off that probation. Yeah. See, so, yeah, they get a message from a ranger. Sheridan's dying. Wants him to come to Minbar for one last get together. Is that all in the letter? Like I'm dying. <laughs> I need you to come now. <laughs> I'm sad. dying. There's a bunch of Y's and G's and, <laughs> and Garibaldi's yeah, looking horses. Well, yeah. And then there's also the other arrangements on Babylon five. That That's why, um, you know, it's so hard to organize because they've got to get, Wine to Centauri Prime, I mean to uh, Membar. Because in the last episode, Sheridan says, Yeah, there's no alcohol here. Yet here at the, you know, in his last celebration, they're drinking wine. Oh, yeah. Was Gary Baldy drinking? Probably not. No, I don't uh, think so. He was drinking water from what I saw. Him and Delenn were drinking water. So Sheridan watches his son comes up, and then we see Franklin examining Sheridan. He thinks Sheridan has four or five days, a week at the most, left to live. Yeah, and okay. this is what I was meaning, that I think this is the most doctorish I think Franklin has been. Well, he he's, didn't grab his face, yeah. right? So we know he's grown well, a little well, bit. Well, he's professional and he's sympathetic at the same time. 
been sympathetic before. I mean, yeah, but he—he's. I think he's finally found that balance where sometimes he's too sympathetic <laughs> and not quite professional enough. <laughs> Other times he's too professional and not sympathetic enough. And here he's found that balance. I'm so sympathetic for you. I'm gonna like touch your face while you're sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, at least Franklin would say, hey, John, you're looking good. <laughs> you're looking pretty hot tonight. The fact I never get so married. it is an advance. Franklin has advanced. <laughs> mm. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I wonder whether him and Tessa ever got together again. Is that the one episode person? Um, oh, that was that's number one. Oh, right. Number one. They're too busy. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah, probably Sorry. when he came back to the station, they were friends with benefits. Hmm. Let's let's say that. Yes. So, <laughs> I think that's how they ended up. It's a happy ending. <laughs> well, well, that's that, all matter. Yeah. And Franklin and Sheridan talking about how Delenn is taking it, taking it, and um, Delenn comes and tells him everybody's waiting. Oh, then we have dinner and everybody's chatting. Well, mostly one side of the table's chatting. Susan looks so sad. It's in beer. They both look so sad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. they start off with a Pac Marat joke. Everyone hates Pac Marat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said it's after 200 years from now, racism still exists. So, yeah. So, yeah. Like those dirty just- Pac Marat. The Veer tells his sweet story about Londo and him coming across the Pac singing. And Veer, I kind of like that story. Yeah, it's a really good story. Yeah, I want to hear. I wanted to see and hear, but I will. It reminded me of the, you know, when um, Sheridan first came on the station and um, the uh, uh, Forlorn came and picked him up and took him to the. Oh, uh, yeah, when Cost sent him to hear the uh, group, uh, the. The, uh, what's it, the song down below. Right, right. The Gregorian chant, that's it. Yeah. I don't remember that. Hmm. But maybe that was a Pac Oh, now I remember. When he maybe it was walked. actually a yeah. Because we never saw their faces and they were, <laughs> right. they were cloaked. So, so yes. how dare Sheridan make fun of them if he's heard them before? So, <laughs> he's like, yeah, those dirty Pac Oh, wait, they were really good, I forgot. Oh no! So yeah, <laughs> I've also got Ivana looks so depressed. Everybody's depressed, but especially Ivanova, that like she just really needs a Zoloft at that point. So, well, shall we just wait so, a couple of seconds like for? Shall we wait a couple of seconds for Beth to come back? Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. Sorry. <laughs> it's just you know, it, I want her here with this episode. It, it's. It's the series finale. We need Beth aboard. Oh, no. Def- I didn't see that. Sorry. I have the little Skype window and it doesn't tell me. So. Do, do, do. I'm just checking on my, fun- my son. He's playing Legos right now. Because I, I just sent a uh, message because I don't know whether Scope's closed for her. And, it, you know, 
if if Beth says to continue without us, we will. Uh, but you know, no, I can wait. I don't. At all. Yeah, they, so got nothing else going on. Oh, there she is. Hey, Sorry, my Hello. phone is seriously messed up. Oh, that's okay. I just I didn't want to uh, continue on without you. Not not on okay. this episode. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, well yeah, we're so still they, in the uh, dinner scene. Yeah, so they uh, beer is sad, and he and they all toast to those who aren't present, like Lundo, Lanier, and Marcus. According to yeah. JMS, that's the first time Ivanova has said his name in years. Mm. Mm. It's definitely important for for a long while. I was upset that no one toasted Lita, yeah. and then I realized Zach was supposed to be there, and Zach would have been the one to toast Lita. So, oh, when Sheridan was on Centauri Prime and that whole thing where they flash forward, remind me again. When was that in history? That, was that f- would have been four years before this episode. Okay. Yeah, because, let's see, that was already after, I was trying to put all the timeline together, after Londo took- tried to kill his son. <laughs> so I guess he's kind of forgiven for that. So No, David's not dead. Right, oh, no, he tried to take over his son, right? He tried to get the Drak on... Um, yeah, Dave, base, David's that, no yeah. longer under control of the drug. Yeah, right. But I'm um, just surprised Sheridan's like, "Oh, Londo. Oh, yeah, I have such fond memories of him, even though he tried to take over my son's mind for years." Yeah, but that he he probably had to come to the realization that wasn't Londo's fault. Yeah, he knew yeah. that, right? Yeah, Lond- yeah. Sheridan at this point knows that. Londo was under as much control and duress as his son was. Right. And then he and then they got to um uh Jakar, then Sheridan was probably like, Oh yeah, he tried to frame my predecessor for murder. Um <laughs> oh, oh, but you know they ended on good terms. <laughs> I know. Terms. He he's definitely changed. It's just so funny all the people they list. I was trying to remember like all the stuff in their arcs and I was like, Whoa, there's a bunch of heavy stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean at this point. Jakar's not dead per se. He's just off exploring still. No, he um, died with I Londo. Lanier, I mean, uh, yeah, Londo. Oh, yes, Jakar he did. He died it. with Londo, didn't he? Lanier, yeah. and I think he died was... by Londo. I, think... I forgot about that. I forgot. I forgot. Yes, that's how he died. Yeah. I think yeah. that at this point they don't know what happened to Lanier. They just assume he's dead. I'm not sure though. Uh, well, apparently they know what's happened, but Londo, uh, JMS isn't telling that story. In well, the commentary, he said, that's a very sad story. <laughs> that's well, all he says about that. Of, well, I was reading from the novels, and yeah, there's a, with the Cywar, Lanier gets involved with that too. And Yeah, I hadn't heard about that, um, but I just didn't know if they knew about everything. Um, well, I really want to see the side i mean hear about the side war stuff if Lanier is involved and all that stuff Lita gets well, killed i mean well, it sounds like well, a good when story. i actually choose the episode the couple of episodes of crusade for you to watch before our discussion i'll make sure there's an episode where it goes into it q oops sorry 
So later, uh, people are passed out and <laughs> Susan and Deline have a private conversation and they talk about how Susan talks about how she's buried so many friends and she's tired of it. And they talk about David, who's off on his ranger treatment training and he didn't want any special treatment. And JLS yeah. says that one of the reasons we don't see David is because they didn't want to figure out how he looks yet because he's part. Um, got this interesting oh yeah, mixture. yeah. He he wanted it to be a mystery be at cool this point. If, what's this? It's there such thing as a Babylon Five movie that like is, is that dead in the water now or like JMS kept trying to fund one for a long time, right? Yeah. Well, it depends. We don't know. I think after Sense he's finished with Sensate or maybe something else after Sensate. He might come back around to Babylon 5 again, but he definitely okay. said a few years ago he wants to do other projects first and then see what he wants to do with Babylon 5. Because the son, David, would be like the perfect follow-up point, and that's a whole other story. Oh, we so. definitely will, but would be. Um, what I like about this... Except there's no Babylon 5 anymore. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was just saying, I like what I like about this scene is that you know it's between Delenn and Ivanova, but although it starts off about Sheridan, it really quickly moves into how Ivanova is and how she's feeling at this stage in her life. Mm-hmm. Which is nice because we haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know she she's. A general now, she, she's she gone up the ranks of the military, but she's shut herself off and she's just, you know, she's starting to become a bitter old woman and she doesn't want to be that. Wow. That, that's, she says that. She says. Technical term. You know, <laughs> you know, she says as much. But she's so. At least they didn't give her a cat or something. No, no, she was not a cat. A hairless cat. No. I'm trying to think. No, she. She she owns some sort of attack animal, really. You can't. If it was a cat, it'd be a tiger or something. Just right. She would have gotten annoyed if. The cat out of space lock long ago, though. So <laughs> they just keep After replacing it. God, <laughs> well, it's so Ivanova, though, to have instead of like having some sappy memento of Marcus to have like a fighting pike, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's her memento of him. So, um, yeah, Delid wants Susan to lead the Rangers once Sheridan dies. We yeah. find out that Delenn took over as president after Sheridan. That's and Sheridan devoted his time to helping the Rangers. After that, just think how awesome this is going to be. You will have Delenn as president of the Alliance and Vanavar as Ranger One. Yeah, pretty cool. So that they, we can't see. So. <laughs> we'll never see. <laughs> just have to use our imaginations. Mm-hmm. And then Ivanova dies and gets cloned. Way in the future. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, she doesn't. That never happens. <laughs> Wait, what? Just, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> good memories only. 
So it, they go to bed in bed. Sheridan realizes that tomorrow is Sunday. So he wants to go for a Sunday drive. It's going to have, we wants to have space beneath him one last time because that's where he always belongs. But he's been on Minbar all this time. So he's been like, I mean, really? <laughs> he knew he was going to die. Come on. I was just saying he's been denied space like all this time. But yeah, no, I don't think he has. I think it's more he wants to get out on his own without being the president of the or former president of the alliance or without being Ranger One. He just wants to be himself out in space with, you know, he wants to be John Sheridan. He doesn't want to be Ranger One, he doesn't want to be former president. Yeah, I was yeah. just saying that being president, he's probably been, you know, he probably spends most of his time on Minbar. He was a, you know, ship captain before, so he doesn't get to go out traveling in space as much as he used to. And here's what I was thinking. He grew up in Iowa, right? Hmm? Like his fa- family's in Iowa? Well, kind of, but he's the son of a diplomat, oh, so I would say... I would say, although he grew up in Iowa, he would, he's not a, you know, our farm boy. He's kind of, you know, he would have lived a lot of his life in Iowa, but he probably has, you know, travelled a lot when he was young as well, because okay. he's sort of a diplomat. When, they out, when, when his parents hit out, I remember they had friends in Minnesota, because I was like, Minnesota, that's where <laughs> I am, Whoa, the future. So, so... <laughs> Yeah, so he's kind of a Midwesterner. Thinking, yeah, I was just thinking like his story about his dad driving them every Sunday. I'm like, after a few Sundays in Iowa, you're out of places to go to. <laughs> yeah, no, but if he's a, a son of a diplomat, yeah, that's actually sure. far more of an adventure. You know, yeah, you know, you know, you might move back to Iowa for a good portion of the year or, or something like that. But <laughs> sorry, you know, you could be in a different city or even at this point another planet. And go yeah. for a Sunday drive. That's an adventure. Oh, that's an interesting idea that he was a diplomat on another planet. Uh, so Delyn is uh, you know getting really emotional during this scene. She's got her back turned to him for a while, and but yeah, Sheridan doesn't want any talk of this the next day because he wants it to be a good day for everyone. Oh well. So, yeah, you might suck up, but the direction is good. No, I'm just being like, that's just, how could it not be, you know, sad? And, uh, I mean, I I have to say in this moment, you know, Len Mirafalan cries so well, and it's just, it's the same thing as Alison Hannigan of, you see her crying and your heart breaks a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, for me anyway. Okay. For me anyway. I'm cold. (laughs) So the next day... No, it's a very good... I go ahead. So, yeah. Oh, I was just saying, it's a very good... No, that's kind of, you know, because hospice and palliative care is like my research field. And it's kind of what a lot of people kind of do. They're just like, ah, don't make a fuss about me. So, you know. Right, they probably don't want people just crying all the time, you know. Yeah, they're like, I'm okay with it, you know. <laughs> He's like, I've had 20 years to deal with this. I'm fine. Don't cry by mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. Right. So he's no, he's he's kind of accepted it, and he's like, "It's cool. I'm gonna go out and drive for a while. You know, just hang back. But I just really want to, you know, hang out by my own, apparently." Because 
I'm going to crash this ship into something when I die. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The computer would have turned itself off if they sensed that Sheridan had died. Um, So the next day, Sheridan's got his old black Babylon 5 uniform on. I never noticed these things. Terrible. And the lens all in white. And they see each other. And Dylan's like, you know, it's a good day to go for a drive, I hear. <laughs> um, and they, you know, she says, you better go before the others wake up. And they have one last embrace. Yeah, it's a lovely Aww. moment that Sheridan barely touches her shoulder. And that's what breaks her. But, uh, you know, it's, it's it's that touch. It, it really is. I mean, JMS mentions it in his commentary, but I noticed it before then and it's just it, it that is a personal to say huh. um, yeah it's really sad i mean obviously the idea of you know you're saying goodbye for the last time and he's still alive you know it's it, sad. well he's ready to go he's ready to get it over with so he's like oh come on just take him too long <laughs> i can see myself oh. being that <laughs> way he's He's myself. probably glad Dylan yeah. didn't start a speech. So he's like, <laughs> oh my God. He died Dylan, before she was done. Sorry, that was cold, but that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> you know, John, the first time I met you was 24 years ago. Oh, God, no, Dylan, please, I gotta go. Then Laurie gets pissed off because he has to go pick up Sheridan from <laughs> Minbar. Um, <laughs> uh, like I thought Sheridan I told wakes you. up the next day because he's still listening to. Yeah. So Sheridan walks away, and Dylan reaches out for him, but he doesn't turn around to look at her one last time. Just keeps yeah. going. Oh, uh, well, before this, um, they've got a whole line that's very similar to um, from you know Song of Ice and Fire of. Um, What's her name and Carl Drogo of um you know in some you know in Game of Thrones Daenerys Daenerys yes but I think they were released around the same time but at the same time I had this vague feeling both of them drew inspiration from Tolkien having something very similar said between uh, Arwen and Moon Aragorn. stars or whatever. Oh. Yeah, uh, I think Arwen and Aragorn say something very similar between them as well. And both of them are influenced by Tolkien, so I'm not surprised. I, I don't know. For some reason, I guess this is what a huge old nerd I am, but I was, it sounded like a Samuel Beckett play for me. I don't know. I felt like I was watching Waiting for Godot. So, well, like, there's well kind behind of, JMS did say in his, um, in the commentary, he kind of uh, tried to set this as a poem um, and very play-like. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he wanted from this. A lot of unsaid stuff, which I like. Yeah, I mean... At the end, he just wants to show it and not really be very verbose about it. Oh, and yeah. I like that. So he's just he just like, wants him okay. to let the emotion speak for itself. Exactly. Which is why it's awesome. 
So in a little bit, uh, Sheridan arrives on B5. So how long does it take to get to Babylon 5? <laughs> he had, what, four or five days Exactly. <laughs> and and they all had to get there, too. Let's not forget. But I think, you know, they've managed to make the ships a bit more sophisticated in these twenty past 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Sure. With that. <laughs> um, Just yeah, but... Hypers- with the blink light on <laughs> the ship. Ranger one just kind of um, to the left. Yeah. An MTB five just feels so wrong. It seems like such a waste. There's nobody there. There's nobody there except the shutdown crew and Zach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I'm so glad they cut the scene with the uh commander. The um the sick c- commander scene. Oh that yeah, just... that was weird. That that really didn't fit. So, yeah, I, I don't know what James was thinking about when he wrote that. Uh, just yeah, there's a deleted scene where the commander's sick in bed, eating um, not eating, but taking a lot of. He's got a lot of pills on his bed. Yeah, he's got a whole tray of medication. Gets a, um, and he kind call. of does his comedy pratfall when he gets a call, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like they're, they're like the president's coming. He's like, which president? President Sheridan, and then he falls out of bed. Commander That's so terrible. Commander Niels is played by David Niles, Wells. But this guy was the cheese man on Buffy, Restless. <gasps> oh, he was, wasn't oh. he? Yeah. <laughs> he's, oh. a, he's a really, really prolific character actor. Well, that's brilliant. That's just so brilliant. <laughs> I love that episode. Everybody loves that episode, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just writing down something. Okay, um... So Zach is limping, and JMS said he had in mind that uh, Zach was injured during some heroic action, and they gave him a mechanical leg, which doesn't fit right because, you know, nothing fits right. on His suits don't fit right, so kind of makes sense that his leg didn't fit right. Yeah. So, so they're shutting down B5 because uh, it's back under Earth control, and I don't know. They said it's a yeah. menace to navigation. Which For some reason. Yeah. But, the, I mean, again, though, the use of lighting when Sheridan goes up against the light and gets a headache, it's just they're playing with shadow and light. Well, JMS is in his direction here. It's brilliant. It, you get moments like this. Of, it touches on it, and you know what's coming. You know he, you know his death is approaching. Yeah. He says he and B5 are still tied together because they're both shutting down at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a, I didn't realize it till like, I've seen this maybe like five times. I didn't realize it till I saw it um, a few days ago again. That there's a brilliant piece of continuity because in the last episode, Zach said something like, oh, I'll probably st- be here when Babylon 5 shuts down. Yeah, when they turn the lights yeah, on. Yeah, when they turn up the lights. Yeah, and he was there. Yeah, yeah but because they filmed in. this first, they could do that because they filmed this first. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. But I just, I, I just, it was so weird. It, it's such a waste to just have built a five mile long ship and then just blow it up. I know. Why would they blow what, it up? That's what's so heartbreaking. Is because, I mean. 
people do that all the time with important buildings, though. There's important buildings. Uh, yeah, that's because you have limited space. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, in the it way in the UK. something. We, we, we've, got, <laughs> we've got an organization that preserves buildings, but only certain buildings get listed. Uh, we have listed highway. buildings, but it's really hard to get well, on that registry. What happened to Zathros's brothers? I don't know if you guys can Epsilon hear me, but free, my free. thing is all messed up. Uh, uh, I don't. I think they're still down there. I can hear you. So, uh, yeah, we can hear you. Well, we um, did. Oh, okay, somebody's that, on my door. Hold they, on. Should, they should okay. contact them and say, "Hey, you uh, can you take this piece of Babylon Five Space Station and um, you know, keep it for a while?" <laughs> so, because they were they had like amazing technology. So, yeah, well, I guess everyone. But- one second, repeat that when uh, Beth comes back because he's gone to the door, I think. Oh, absolutely. Like, how is this five mile space station in the way in space? I don't know. I don't understand that. <laughs> well, it is right by a jump gate. Just move it then. <laughs> I, <don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, uh, But that's what's so tragic about it, I think. Because it, what they're doing is so unnecessary. They don't need to destroy it. It's bureaucracy that said, oh, we need to destroy this. It's getting in the way. That's okay. what's going on Sorry, here. It, it's, it's people who have, you know, the um, people who assign budgets for things are just looking at the numbers and only going by that and think, okay, let's just destroy this thing. In, it's not it's not producing anything you know we might as well destroy it it'll cost us less to destroy it than it will to keep it around Sheridan. I'm just thinking of like hitchhikers when they were going to destroy earth to make way for the super highway <laughs> they're, they're probably, that's true um, maybe yeah they announced the blowing up of Babylon 5 in a file what was it in the basement of a yeah. government building <laughs> we gave you plenty area. of time <laughs> yeah. So, so I want my towel and my peanuts now. Hmm. Uh, Sheridan's uh, walking around Babylon Five. He's reliving some of his some memories of things that happened there. He's hearing the voices. There's, and there's delete- another cut scene. Yeah, sorry, you were about <laughs> to mention it. Yeah, there's a deleted scene where you just see Sheridan. Um, he sees a newspaper on the floor, so he just picks it up and throws it in the trash, which. Actually, where they're getting at, but yeah, it's can, it can, it can go. <laughs> just, just like that, but it, wait, still, what was that? Did it I was a nice that? moment, but <laughs> like, yeah, they can cut it. And essentially, you know, it's just him walking down a corridor, seeing a bit of mess and tidying it up because it's still his station. Yeah, uh, I, I, but it's a good thing Sheridan didn't die two days later, or felt like he was dying because he would have come out the jump gate and Babylon Five would have been all gone. God damn it! So it's pretty impeccable time. Maybe would have found out somehow. Could have gotten there. (laughs) But then again, um, yeah, there's certain things later down the line. We it's all of these issues, you know, have a huge excuse, a brilliant excuse. Yeah, he was on. Well, he served on Babylon Five four years, but it's probably some of the most important oh. years of his life. Most important years for the galaxy, essentially. Mm. 
which is why it's so absurd they're blowing this place up (laughs) it's you know it's it's like i don't know what the equivalent would be but it's basically you know one of the most important objects in galactic civilization (laughs) yeah i say that i really wish i could contribute more but i my thing is just so bad Oh, that's okay. I mean, do you want to stay on the line and try and um, give your thoughts where you can, or do you want to try and summarize them now? Uh, oh, dear. So, I was just saying that because I was wondering um, where I would go if I knew I was dying. Like, hmm, where would I want to go visit? Probably, I'm not sure I have anything, any particular place I would want to go back and visit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Probably somewhere warm because I'm in Minnesota and it's February. So yeah, somewhere, somewhere warm. Rain. <laughs> I was just trying to well, keep going. Me, we'd that, like that would be my only thing. Like, new sites. Cool. You know, I'd, I'd love to see things I hadn't seen yet. And hmm. to, you but know, we got, got like four days. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so. He's going to head to the Koreana system where they won the Shadow War. Did they really yeah. win the Shadow War? Or did he just kind of... Well, I kind of <laughs> But he's the um, beginning of the end there, really, yeah. in terms of the show. Koreana 6 is where the show started to end. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Yeah, his computer tells him that he's dying, so he's uh, shut up. Essentially. He's a cranky driver. He is. So it's been twenty years and so I well, I have, <laughs> I have, there's like I don't know. I picked up a lot of symbolism this time, like when he shut the turns the power off oh. that's pulling the plug, so to speak. But when he shuts off the ship, he's like, yeah. Okay, no more electronics. Right. So I mean Turning off the vent, um, yeah, ventilator. Yeah. yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I switched to my iPad, so hopefully this works better. Okay. Okay. Hopefully it will. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said that by name. You were saying it will. Uh, <laughs> oh, it will. Hopefully, it will work. <laughs> do you, Do you do that a lot in real life? Do yes. Like, people are saying your name. Yeah, like, well, I don't go by my real name, Willie, much anymore. But when people say really, I thought they were saying my name a lot. But <laughs> sometimes when they say Will, I think I'm somebody's calling me. Um, Yeah, so Sheridan turns off the computer and Lorian shows up asking a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Like, can I just die? Yeah, you <laughs> Where are you Again, going? you've got another Tolkien um, reference here because he's going beyond the rim, just as oh. Frodo and Bilbo went into the West. Speaking and I think Lorian says almost says a very similar lines that um, uh, what's it? Galadriel says both to Wait. Frodo so- and to Gandalf. Is Sheridan Bilbo or Frodo? I think he's Frodo, and okay. I think Sinclair is Bilbo. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. 
I was thinking that too, actually, when you said that. That's hilarious. Yeah, because in his commentary, uh, JMS says this thing happened exactly the same to uh, Valen, a.k.a. Sinclair. Both of them disappeared in a ship with no remains found. So it's then inferred by that saying both of them were taken by the old, you know, by the first ones beyond the rim. Kind of. Well, I'm not sure they said that, but maybe you could guess that and maybe, you know, that's a theory. They were both taken. I don't know if they ever said that. But as I said, the whole symbolism is very much the same as going into the West in um, in the Lord of the Rings is the whole thing of going into the Undying Lands. But, okay, I have a question, since we're on this area now. Um, the title of the episode, right? Yeah. And it kind of... I was thinking it would tie in more like to what happens at the end of the fourth season, you know, where they become these energy beings. I mean, are we... Is that a theory that like Sheridan becomes something like that? I'm not I sure. So. Uh, I, 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 I think because he was touched by a Vorlon, <laughs> that essentially, <laughs> essentially, he's, he's like, I've already been touched. I don't want to go back. <laughs> he he's he, he's kind of eligible for ascension. Oops. Uh, in, huh. in that kind of weird way metaphor of just as Frodo wore the one ring, he has been so fundamentally changed. Right, uh, he gets to go where the elves go. Yeah, and Sheridan here was touched by both Kosh and Lorien. She's had a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stop so, touching me. Yeah. He, he's got first one's energies going through him, so he's, you know, he's eligible to go beyond the rim as well. We don't huh. know, but maybe, right. um, maybe what's his name from season one is beyond the rim as well. Oh, Sinclair? No, 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 the guy uh... that became energy. Oh yeah, exactly. I, uh, I just you know making love with the Talia person. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. essentially, you've got um, you've got a uh, what's it um, potentially three humans as energy beings beyond the rim. Well, and don't forget, I, I wrote this down because Wayne Alexander's Lorian. He was also Jack the Ripper. Yeah, he, he played Jack the Ripper. So. Yeah. And where did Jack the Ripper go? So, he went think, there too. No, I think. But um, as a prisoner or something, right? Or he was a prisoner a... of the Vorlons, and he hoped that now he had found Delenn and Sheridan to fight the war that the Vorlons wanted them to fight, that they would let him die. That's what Jack the Ripper wanted to happen to him. Whether that's what happened to him or not. We don't know. Maybe he's stuck in some sort of prison on um, the ball on Homeworld until just humans that. in a million in a million years get there and decide what to do with him. It's like, hello, anybody home? <laughs> you can tell me anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious, like having. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. 
Well, I'm just curious, like, you know, because you just mentioned some of that stuff, you know, the plot lines that they were talking about with that. When you go through and watch the show again, I mean, do you see a lot of stuff that they just didn't that didn't work in terms of like how you know the show to be or or like that they just didn't cover? You know what I mean? Like, how does how well does it hold up in terms of like continuity? I think it holds up very well. You do see some story threads that don't work out, but those are more due to production issues of one type or another, or, you know, actors having to be changed out or, you know, this show being cancelled, but then getting picked up again for the fifth season. Those are more the glaring production errors. But in terms of the show continuity... It's very well done, and there's hints in season one of things that don't get paid off until season five. Okay. Or, you know, or season four. But there's seeds there throughout. Right. And and just like, or that aren't picked up, but are mentioned at the, like the Psy War. We're always kind of told that's coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't see it, but they at least addressed it. Yeah. At the end. Basically, we don't see it. But I think we would have seen more of it had Crusade continued. Had Crusade continued, I think we would have flashed back to it. Yeah, I actually really like that. Well, we'll get there in a couple. Wait, yeah. flash back to really the like war? Crusade. I don't know. I don't. Um... Yeah, because the Psy War takes place between the end of Babylon Five, Season Five, um, Objects at Rest, and the start of Crusade. Oh, it must have been a short right. war then. Oh, it was. Okay. It was a short war, but. Like all happened. the other wars on this show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Lorian says they didn't forget about him. They've been waiting, and Sheridan wants to know if he can come back, but nope, that's not possible. You gotta go rest. So, yeah. Aww. I mean, how boring is it gonna be with the Vorlon, seriously? Oh, uh, remember like, the Shadows are there as well. Remember, also, Zog races there. Yeah. <laughs> they just the love to piss race. around. The disco spaceships. Yeah. 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 The the disco spaceships. <laughs> and, oh. and there's a load of first one races who went beyond the rim millennia ago that we know nothing about. So that begs the question, right. is Sheridan actually dying or is he just... Right. That's the mystery. That really is the mystery. Because what, what did they say? He, he, what was the exact thing he said, Lorian? When? Well, when he revived him, he didn't necessarily, he didn't say he was going to die, right? He said it differently. He said you like, would stop. Said, right, he would stop. Yeah. Hmm. I don't yeah. know. That's kind of cheating. It's vague. It's vague and it's meant to be vague because it's death. And death is meant to be a mystery. And that's one of the main things that JMS is saying here is that yes, he can. You can say that he became um, an energy being and went beyond the rim with the first ones, or he just died and his body was taken up and absorbed by Lorien to <laughs> keep a mystery. You know, I think it's only a mystery for shared. I think everyone else just dies. <laughs> but I think it's yeah. touched by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
He was touched yeah, by a god. There's <laughs> a- <laughs> and at the very end, I actually didn't really notice it until this time, but when Lorian comes, it actually the from the Corona, I call it Corona, but the system. Um, <laughs> the most interesting um, man alive. <laughs> yes. Not anymore. Um, oh, no, that's just Sheridan's not anymore, but it, you go into the light. So it opens up into light. And then doesn't Lorian ask him to go walk with him into the light? I don't think about that. Totally make that up. <laughs> yeah. So there's the whole going into the light. Yeah. Which, which literally makes sense. the title. Like, which was very cool. Yeah. Right. So I guess then Sheridan's like sleeping now. He's resting. So or snoring. Or Maybe he'll wake up and it'll be time for a disco party <laughs> with, the, with those aliens. And it's supposed to be like the, the MVP of the first ones, right? He's like the number one guest. Yeah. So, cause he's like, yeah, the he's the top ones. gun. He's got a VIP ticket. The last he one, was the so. first one. He was the first individual to gain sentience in the entire galaxy. Apparently. Right. So well, that's so what that's he says. <laughs> <laughs> is so. there anyone who can disprove him? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so beyond the rim is just you know to a different galaxy, right? Or well, the, beyond. Essentially, they say what's beyond the rim. You know, there's a whole void in between galaxies, and yeah, there are other galaxies to explore as well. Okay. So they're going to like be the gods of a new galaxy. We don't know. That's again. I know. That's we what don't I'm know. <laughs> they can't help themselves. Yeah, yeah, they can't. <laughs> Go to one it of sounds those. Sounds like a, you write some fan fiction for Babylon Five. <laughs> That's not is. where I would go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many places you can go with fan fiction. Why go there? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, when Why there's the Clarence and Kodoth, <laughs> it would be fanfic. <laughs> Maybe we should read some Babylon 5 fan fiction. Um, is there Clarence fan? Um, of course there is. What am I talking about? But it's <laughs> Corwin fan fiction. So. It's the internet. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I just realized their ship name would be Kordoth. Oh my god. Um, <sighs> let me see. Corin's changed heart. Well, I don't think that's Babylon 5, though. <laughs> no, that's something else. Okay. I'll look that up later. <laughs> um, so after the bright light, we get Susan's voiceover that his ship was found, but not his body, and no one knows how he got off the ship. And then the crew is on B5 for decommissioning. And apparently JMS told the actors to do whatever they want to on the way out. So we see Veer does this little wave. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah. It's it like, was so perfect. All we needed is Dr. Morden's head. and we just, <laughs> oh. oh, my God. It's Clarence Kodoth Morden fanfic. Dr. Morden, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not there, I may have to do that. <laughs> it's, it's my Nano Month project. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Garibaldi takes a shot glass. Delin, um, Delin yeah. and Zach leave. Franklin leaves, and we see someone turn off the lights in the stadium. Yeah, what's that's so stupid. 
Not in the stadium, in the well, station. JMS. Yeah, that's JMS you know who himself. That is? <laughs> oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I guess it's yep. not as stupid, but it's stupid. <laughs> if you're blowing it up, yeah, I guess you don't really need to turn off the lights. Maybe you need to, I don't know, but turn off the reactor, make a difference. Uh, but then how are you going to get out? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to so, breathe? Yeah, you can nitpick it, but essentially it's the author of the series turning off the station you know yeah but he ruined it because it doesn't make sense sorry <laughs> he should have been in a space metaphorically suit. it does yeah. maybe not literally been at the controls for, at the you know the ship that's gonna blow them up or something there's nobody there on the station so it's kind of sad that nobody's on Babylon 5 anymore. yeah this wasn't, wasn't really a good decommissioning ceremony because there's like no press no crowd Nobody cares. There's, there's a lot of ships well, outside. You, uh, I kind of hope that the last people on board the station, apart from the caretaker who was JMS, were our main crew, and they were staying there after the decommissioning party had happened because, you know, they're our main crew. Yeah, who cares about all the people who served you know, over the next 20 years who <laughs> may have been on the station longer than those people? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just the main crew from who were there during the Shadow War and the Earth War. Yeah, matter. who cares about Lockley? who probably served there for 10 of those years. And Clarence, you know, he was probably there for yeah. a while. And Zach, well, Zach was there. Well, Zach's, or Clarence is probably, I don't know, like president of a Earth by now, so probably. <laughs> oh, President Clarence, that would be brilliant. <laughs> no. Yes. Now that's yes, some... that would be awesome. Bumbling President Clarence. No, he would be bumbling. Hey, if Trump would be president. Point, no, no, no. Nick signals from the vice president and gives her flowers at some point. And... <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's. I see. I see. I, I, I see. By that point, uh, Clarence would be, you know, he, he'd be more competent, more mature, and but he really would have a a relation, a special relationship with the Centauri, with Mir, the kind of they go off partying together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, that might be why Zach's there at the end. Yeah. After, so yeah, so after everyone leaves the station and after the ships leave, oh, we I, see Babylon oh. 5 go up in flames. Like it was predicted oh, I, like a thousand times. It, it was, <laughs> it really was, but it, it breaks my heart this moment. I, I know I might be really sappy, but I, I, I well up every time. I, I watched this three times and, you know, once just to watch it, once making notes, once with the commentary, and it, every time it gets me every single time. Just the music. Yeah, you're sappy. I'm enough. not this happy for other things, but for this, <laughs> I definitely am. Everybody has their show, you know, that they get all emotional about. It's yeah. So true. Yeah. It was sad. It was sad. And the music, you know, was well, kind of like. The music they had a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Or was it last episode? Yeah, I last episode. Yeah, it, really was, okay. it, uh, it breaks my heart. And yeah, I know Lord mentioned I, I put it previously in the um, background music, and I didn't mean to at times, but it's just because this breaks my heart. It's just, 
it's so good. I remember this scene lasting longer than it actually did, but yeah, it was still very, very sad, very effective. Um, yeah, there's, there goes Babylon 5 and just the way, I like the way the, the, just the animations on the explosion, just the stuff from the inside of the station. Yeah, it, 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 it's skin literally parts and it, it's guts come spilling out. Yeah. Jeremy said that this is the hardest part. This is the hardest part for him to watch. Mm. I don't know. Now I kind of, it would have been interesting had, because, you know, I, I didn't like how Lanier ended because he was, you know, his storyline because he was so obsessed with fate and now the station blows up. But I, I always thought it'd be kind of cool if, like, they didn't follow fate and instead, like, either the station was still there or, like, they flew it into a water planet and became, like, a reef, like, little nup ships do. <laughs> so, I know what just, you mean. But, but it's showing then, that it's not pulled into fate. But, again, never lie on prophecy. It never comes true how you think it's going to come true. Yes, Babylon 5 blew up, but it blew up during a decommissioning ceremony. That's true. That was a big surprise. I did like that. How, yeah, yeah it blew up. Not how Garibaldi Not saw it. it. I mean, yeah, I mean, even what's the name who saw the vision of the station exploding was almost exactly the same as how it is in the end. It was just a slightly different CGI. And so, technically, she was seeing the decommissioning ceremony, but read it completely wrong. It's like Melisandre, she says that, you know, the flames don't lie, it's just her interpretation that's wrong. But do <laughs> so. you think that, is that what actually happened? Like, is that JMS's, like, I wonder if you plan for it to be different, you know what I mean? Or if well, you always plan for it to blow up in a decommissioning ceremony? No. I can say that categorically. Not originally. But... That's uh, his original plan was to have Babylon Five for five years. Babylon Five blows up, and then you have a, another five-year story arc called Babylon Prime that takes place on Babylon Four. And in, you, but that was his original original plan. If you get what I mean. So it takes place in the past. No, 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 no. His original plan was to have Babylon 4 as a placement for Babylon 5 during a shadow war. A shadow war that would have taken place over something more like eight years rather than the three we saw it. That's right, because wasn't wasn't originally supposed to be Sinclair and Dolin? Yeah, and then... Yeah, well, no. Clarence and Len were the main fort, meant to be the main fort of Babylon Five, and right. then it was meant to be their son as a main oh. character in Babylon Prime. Oops, missed that one. That was his original plan, but that was before the series got started. You know, that was in his original notes of where he wanted to take things. Okay. Hmm. But I think he scrapped that at some point and just condensed it down to a five-year story arc, which is a much better idea. Right. And they have the whole sun thing. He kept that in. 
Yeah. They didn't play it out in the next five years. But, yeah. Huh. Okay. I think if Legends of the Rangers had been a thing and had actually worked, I think we would have seen their son in that. (laughs) No, we wouldn't, because that didn't... (laughs) No, we wouldn't because that's the, I'm only, so confused. That takes, place, that, that takes place. He's meant to take place. Uh, what's it? Yeah, uh, ten this... years after Babylon Five. Not, you know, that was that's meant to take um, place ten years before sleeping, like ten years after um, Objects and Motion. No, I don't remember. I this just... is a problem when you you've got multiple pilots that never work out. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I was gonna say, and then would their son have been like, like Mork from Orc, where he was born an adult, and so you know they didn't. <laughs> I don't think so. Poor Delenn. <laughs> She's still alive, so I'm thinking. Yeah, no. she'd have a story about it. She would have told a really long story about it. So. You know. <laughs> so after that, we get another um, Ivanova voiceover, and we see Garibaldi arriving home to find his daughter sleeping. Franklin caring for a pack Uh Beer and Zach working together on something. I guess Zach is working yeah, for that's, Beer now. That, that's great. I think that's great. That is yeah. a fanfic right there. Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah. Zach is another Beer focused. Beer with. Yeah. It, it teases us with stories yet to be told that, you know, life goes on. And I'd like to think that this is, I don't know, but. Veer and his apparent harem. If there's an empress, <laughs> she would also have a harem. So Zach is helping whoever's the emperor or emperor, the leader of the planet, with their harem management. So okay, I thought you might be actually managing it, him with a bit more than that. Of actually, yeah, this is emperor business. You, that can wait. You've got actual running of empire oh. to work on. <laughs> I, mean, I think we have the start of a good fanfic, Derek, but oh, I, yeah. <laughs> I think you can do more. Yeah, maybe when they start the whole Babylon 4 show. So Yeah, sometime around then. So, yep. uh, Susan is head of the Rangers now, and yep. she says, um, Delyn, every morning for as long as she lives, she watched the sun come up and Apart from the time when she travels to her yeah, to appear time. on a talk show. <laughs> Maybe she watched the video <laughs> of the sun coming up. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> but was, yeah, she reaches out to Sheridan, like she reaches out to the sun, like um, she did when Sheridan left. And then we see the credits, <laughs> the people responsible for this documentary. ISN documentary, I love it because that makes the whole of Babylon 5 a meta documentary by ISN. This isn't actually the real portrayal of events. This is an ISN interpretation of the real events. This is future history. What happened? The end credit says, you know, say, here, here are those responsible for this ISN documentary, implying that the whole five-year story we've just seen is actually oh. a production of ISN, Interstellar Network News, with contributions by the Unlutter Memorial Fund. Basically, well, this is a documentary. 
inside the Babylon 5 universe. This is actually the events of what happened. This is an interpretation of the events yeah. of what ha- actually happened. I don't know if I like that, but <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that. But we do see sh- shots of the cast. Um, they're first from the first season. Oh well, so before last that, season. you get before that you get a load of quick shots of the production crew. Yeah, which is a nice touch. See, my fast. thing froze. Ah. But so, you get that, and then you get a lovely end credits where you got the cast as they were when they first started, and where they were at the very end. Except for Marcus, <laughs> he's he's in cryos. Oh, I didn't get to see that. Well, just, this is one of the things that on the second and third time, um, Marcus is a Marcus sickle right now. So yeah, um, oh, he's either L nine thousand or he is um, in a popsicle machine. Yeah, they don't show a picture of him. They just have a text on the screen saying he's in cryo suspension, courtesy of um, Susan Ivanova. And yeah, they yeah. I think they were. I think they said they were contractually obligated to show the season four cast because that was when they filmed it. Yeah, mm. yeah. They couldn't put Lockley. But in. Uh, now this is where the whole Susan thing just makes me just kind of from from being really sad to now being just like, what the hell. Because obviously she has letting go issues, issues of letting go. So if Marcus had died and she'd been sad 20 years, but she kept him on a frozen popsicle stand. Was it at her request? That's what it said, that she was the one. Yeah. Yeah. If you pause the DVD, it says, you know, Marcus, you know, yeah, requested by Susan Ivanova. Hmm. But at the same time, the way he died... That that could actually be her saying, "Okay, I'm willing to let go," but he has a chance at life sometime in the future because of the way he gave his life force. Of he might not actually be dead per se; he just might be very close to death. Right. It, it's one of those or, things or, where I can see okay. her saying, "I'm willing to let go myself, but I'm not willing to let him." lose a chance at life that he you know he might still have a chance at life or ivanova crosses into the star wars universe becomes jabba the hut and marcus is now the carbonite frozen han solo (laughs) (laughs) not to you know put a twisted spin on it but sorry when i thought of when i saw the cryogenically frozen (laughs) i don't know i mean it is a good plot device but I guess her clone and Marcus's clone can meet up and love each other. <laughs> no, no, not a thing, not a thing. <laughs> and that is the end of the series. Oh, so I have a lot of little mm-hmm. notes. I may not read them all. Oh, there was another cred, a bit of the credit of basically there's a dedication to screen to all of those who didn't believe the Babylon project was possible basically saying oh all of you who criticized us all of you who wouldn't fund the series all of you who turned down the series screw you we've done yes. it we made the we, we, we made i've told the story i want to tell we made the five-year story arc na 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 yeah although i put there is one person missing from, and they don't put um, 
Sinclair in it. No, they don't. Like, they, yeah. they could have shown him, and then he obviously could have been Valen. Oh, they really no. could have done that. Yeah, they, they had to... Something yeah. that each missing. It was contractual, though. Yeah, because that could... would have been, like, the tail end, because then that's the whole Be, past, yeah, present, future. Yeah, because it... it, it the, the only yeah, reason is because that's the only problem I have with they, the main credits. They could have augmented it with um, Lockley. Like, they could have had Lockley in it and, and Sinclair in it. I'm bummed that I didn't see this. I'm yeah. going to have to look it up on YouTube. The Marcus Sickle? <laughs> no, the whole end credit thing because it froze. My DVD player froze. Oh, dear. At the very end. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. It, it's a nice little moment. You know, it's it's nice thing they're doing of contrasting who these characters were at the start of the journey and where they were the last time we saw them. Or almost the last time we saw them. Okay, so in Ivanova's office was the Hugo that JMS won for Becoming ah. the Shadows. Yeah, JMS on his commentary basically said, yeah, this is also another, you know, thumbs up at the... um." People who kind of said, um, by one of five is nothing. It's look here, look at the Hugo we won. Yeah, um, apparently JMS said that he, um, knew the last scene of the last episode and they, you know, people kind of called him on that. So he's told them what his idea was and they liked it and swore them to secrecy. And yeah, he said he's had an idea about a side story, but he didn't think it would, you know, get picked up. Um, well, this was, this was when he actually, the episodes were airing. So this, he must have been talking about Crusade. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, it's Sinclair went in there because of it would have triggered royalties and all that kind of stuff. So he couldn't put them in for sentimental reasons. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a shame there's so many issues surrounding um, the Blu-ray release as well because I think if things could get sorted, he would redo those credits so that they would be in there because if you're redoing a load of other things for Blu-ray, why not, why not go for that as well? But because there's so many issues like getting the CGI, new CGI to work, which would be horrendously expensive, and getting the upscaling to work into HD is tremendously expensive, and Warner Brothers just isn't willing to put in any effort. So we're not going to get the Blu-rays. Yeah. He talks about a lot of stories that will be covered in the novels, like the Psychor stuff, the um, stuff with Sheridan's son and Garibaldi and Bester. Um. What? Garibaldi and Bester? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It, in the last cycle, oh, in the last cycle novel, there's interesting stuff to do with Garibaldi and Bester. And if you can track, if we can track down the novel for you or you can track it down yourself, I think that novel you'd like to read, the um, last of the cycle novels. I like all three of them, but the last one deals with Bester and Garibaldi in a very interesting way. It, if it's not written badly. <laughs> I think it's written okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm reading the first one at the moment. It's It's not brilliant, but it's okay, if you get what I mean. It's compelling. Is the story there, is compelling. 
but there's issues with it. <laughs> from is what I remember. Like a, and I, I just don't know anything about it. Is there a novel that's like considered the best of the novels that like would be I don't like know. the best written? Yeah. I don't know because people some people say the Centauri trilogy. Some people say the Cycle trilogy. Some people say the Technomage trilogy. It, uh, opinions to, differ. Or to put it another way, is there any specific trilogy or set we should avoid? <laughs> I don't know. Like there is one specific book every, I haven't read yet, but there's one book that everyone agrees is the best um, Babylon 5 novel. It's To Dream in the City of Sorrows which basically follows Sinclair as he becomes Ranger 1 and then later Valen. Okay. To Dream in the City of Sorrows, you said? To Dream in the City of Sorrows, yeah. Okay, it's supposed to be really good? It's supposed to be really good. I haven't read it myself, but it's supposed to be really good. <laughs> Sorry for the clicking sounds. I'm writing it down now. I know there's a comics that I've... Um... I've tried to buy the comics, but I can't find them anymore. Mm. Like probably are pretty hard to find. Yeah, because I've heard some of the comics are a few of the comics are really good. The few that they made, but um, I they're just really hard to get now. Yeah, um, essentially, I might as well give a brief breakdown of what I remember of the um, third cycle novel. Basically, it takes place, um, I think. Ten years after Sleeping in Light, um, and Bester is on the run. He's basically a fugitive, um, and he's hiding out in Paris for some of it. And huh. What? That just basic, seems so weird. Basically, basically in Paris. yeah, it's weird, but the whole idea is after the Psy War, Bester becomes a fugitive. And so Garibaldi's hunting him down, um, but you're also getting inside the high, mind of Bester as well and how he sees himself at this point. Hmm. Um, and that, Bester would be a fugitive. It's not surprising at all because hmm. no one likes him. So. I mean, the premise of each of the books is interesting. I'm enjoying rereading the first one because more for law reasons than anything else, because the first book gives you the history of the cycle and what happened, oh. with, happened with telepaths before the cycle ha- became a thing, um, and the people involved on both sides of, you know, the official cycle side, and before that, what was called um, the metacentery... Um, regulation authority, I think, um, and also the resistance and how that started. Uh, the and the interesting thing is how closely linked they were in the beginning, uh, and then there's some interesting ties between Psychor itself and the resistance that everyone has forgotten over time because the people involved are dead. And the then the second novel deals with the early years of Alfred Bester. <laughs> and Bester how he sounds became, awful. Do, do, do. How he became the man he is. And you see how essentially he was a good person at one point. 
but he makes decisions and the decisions he makes turn him into the best that we know which from what I, I haven't read it in about 15 years but i found it very interesting um and there's a hook into it at the end of the first novel of who bester is and who his parents are which i'm not going to say but if you end up reading them it gives a slightly different spin on how you look at bester i'm gonna be honest if it's bester heavy i'm probably not gonna read it (laughs) yeah uh, basically, the set, as I said, the second book deals with Bester, how he becomes who he is, and how um, basically most of his decisions are down to the core's mother, the core's father. But he could have gone different directions if um, he had chosen differently, if he had, you know, done things like ran away with this woman he fell in love with if he had um not killed someone if he had not done his first deathbed scan and started to lose part of his soul i'm already falling asleep <laughs> sorry yeah. uh, i know i know you're not interested that's fine i just wanted to give a breakdown of what it is just so you know <laughs> it sounds a lot like Voldemort and harry potter actually hmm. um, Oh, but way less interesting. <laughs> so there's a, qu- <laughs> there's a question about whether B5's destruction was needless and useless. He says, a JMS says it was neither needless or useless. It was built cheapest of all the stations, but it takes a lot of money to maintain it. So since there aren't any more trade routes going through there, there's no income. And if you leave it behind, you know, you people could come by and occupy it or raid it for the weapons. So just blow it up. Oh, I still think they should have like tailored it or put on the thrusters and moved it to a water planet and made just it an underwater reef. Targeted so somebody's been... backyard, like <laughs> just just put turn it, it into a museum. Yeah, uh, that's what well, that, that's what they were going to do with the Galactica. Turn it into well, a museum about the Shadow War. They still got all those weapons in there that'd be hard to take out. Yeah, you, you can. Di- it's hard to do, but it, it's possible. Yeah, well, then Epsilon Three would become a tourist trap. You know, the the next to Babylon Five, um, you know, cheap uh, motel. So, <laughs> um, maybe they just maybe Epsilon Five vetoed that idea and were like, "No, we're cool. We just want to be alone. Thanks, but just blow it up." Anyway, we've yeah, gone well past quotes. discussing the episode, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we're, we're dipping into uh, <laughs> series overview territory, but that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> my apologies. Yeah. That's okay, because you won't stories- be with us for that, so it's good to have an extra somebody. Oh, well, thank you. Do you have any quotes? I didn't write down any quotes, but there were a lot of good no. voiceovers. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had a great voiceover, but I, I do have a Sheridan quote. I do... Would you look at that? The sun's coming up. Yeah. yeah, that's sad. I have a quote from if this was my murder mystery show. <laughs> one plus two plus one plus one or one plus one plus two plus one. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, okay. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm just going to say, okay, any more quotes? <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, I, just, I, I guess I was trying to take it in. I was yeah. thinking about quotes. And I I didn't have any humans or aliens because the show is, I don't know. It just doesn't, for me, it didn't feel right to like have one person stick out because it was kind of like a thank you to the ensemble. For me, anyway, that was uh, mm. probably a lazy cop out. Well, I never vote for Sheridan almost, so I'm going to have to. Give it to him today, this well, week. Now that he's dead, he gets a pity yeah. vote. Oh, no, exactly. It, it has to go to Sheridan this week. It really does. Yeah. Because. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. With that. I'm just... So, who would our alien of the week be? Likewise, it has to go to Dylan. Oh, I was thinking Veer, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. I think oh, I think she really. Uh, oh, she, no, you're right. I didn't even think about Dylan, and I never vote for her either. <laughs> just forgot well, Dylan. Mm-hmm. See, I think, I mean, as you were saying earlier, like a while ago, Ian, that the story kind of turns into a Vonova story, though. So it's almost like she becomes. Uh, uh, she she carries the end of it. She definitely does. Right. It becomes a story about Ivanova. I actually do like Ivanova more than Dylan in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but Ivanova's well, yeah. not an alien. It goes without saying. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just gave it to her? No. <laughs> Poor Dylan, they catch a break. Oh, should we give it to the Puck Ra? <laughs> oh, that would be worse. And then we didn't Dylan. But the last part of Stephen Franklin is a Puck Ra. He's got his hands on as they're wheeling onto the room. So uh, really bad. Maybe he didn't Pac-Mara. change. No, he didn't change. He's like, oh, this dirty, stinking Puck Ra. <laughs> oh. So now let's do ratings. Derek, you want to start us out? Um, sure. Uh, this one has to get a 10 just because it's awesome. So, um, it is probably my second favorite episode next to the one where, um, Sheridan declares war on earth, but, um, Mm. you know, this wraps it up for me. So those both are my two favorite episodes that I'll watch back to back. So definitely 10. Uh, how about you, Beth? Well, it was really good. I, I I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, it was a little formulaic. You know, you kind of have to do the whole, like, what is everybody doing now um, thing. So, but, I mean, that's kind of what you have to do. So I, I can't really fault it for that. Um, I, of course, I love seeing Ivanova. Like, not even kidding. I was so happy. And... I don't know. I mean, it was sad, but I can't give it a 10 just because I don't know. I don't know why exactly. Like, I really liked it, and I thought it was poignant and, and sad and a good ending. But a couple of things just felt a little bit draggy, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, so I guess I'm going to give it like a 9.25. Um Toast to old friends. Well, um, I forgot to give minutes. Um, uh, minus ten. Uh, frozen Marcus sickles, or if that <laughs> one's taken. Um, ten milligrams of antidepressants for Ivanova. Oh. <laughs> oh. How about you, Ian? I can't be cro- properly critical of this episode. I really can't. It. it it affected me the first time I saw it. It affects me every time I see it. Uh, it. There are certain shows that 
do finale so well and I can't be objective with this. I can't be critical of it properly and there may be problems with it, but I can't properly see them. And there's no way I'm ever going to be able to do that. I just love it so well. Uh, the music is incredible and it moves me every time I watch it. I, I get a tear every time I see Babylon 5 explode. And yeah, yeah, I, I can't be fair with this. I'd give it a Googleplex out of a Googleplex if I could, but I can't. Mm. <laughs> so it's a 10 out of 10 sunrises for me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's a really good episode. I know last week I referred to the first time I saw it. Back in, I was a college student. I remember thinking it was really, really good, but I was also kind of disappointed in all the stuff that's left up in the air that they don't explain what happened. But since then, I've, you know, I'm a different kind of viewer. I've read Lord of the Rings and seen it. So I'm kind of okay with stuff being left up in the air and not everything being explained. So I think I've come to appreciate it more. But watching it three times this weekend, I agree with you, Beth. There's some stuff that just kind of drags a little bit. And I was watching this with my friend yesterday. He said, this episode is just one long hug. It's a lot of like, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. I'll, I'll close to giving it a 10. I want to give it a 9.75. Um, stations going up in fire and i don't know if you've heard heard, uh beth that this is regarded as one of the like best season finales ever in sci-fi at least and i know why i feel bad (laughs) but i I agree with that but i mean it was really good it was good again i mean there's elements in this that i can i can compare to buffy look Babylon five blows up sunnydale Collapses Spoiler alert. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the island uh, kind of blows up a little bit. <laughs> Spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> okay. uh, they, this, I think, sets up a really good symbolic way to end something. You destroy, in some way, destroy the physical place that the series is built upon. And, yeah. Sorry, it's extra thoughts here, but yeah. <laughs> Destroying a physical manifestation of what the series is always is effect is an effective way to end a series. Yeah. It really is. Uh, I wonder what Sigmund Freud would say about that. Uh, JMS has mother issues, probably. I don't know. Well, well, I think that really does say more about Sigmund Freud than anyone else. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, most definitely. Uh, so let us get in our uh, <laughs> in our um, white star and look for Lauren and feedback. I knew knew off the line white white star. Yeah, which isn't as nice as the old classic white star design, <laughs> but still better than the white star design we'll end up seeing in Legend of the Rangers. Um. I don't yeah. even remember. I just remember how terrible that movie. 
Uh, oh yeah, we've still got to get to it, and that's that's frustrating. We've still got to get to Legend of the Rangers. I almost wanted to move that so we wouldn't end on. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not oh, the last right, thing, but it's still close the to the thing. end. But yeah, so we won't be watching those two at the end. But, oh. <laughs> oh well. What are we not doing? I I kind of wanted to move the last two movies so we weren't so that wouldn't be our last, you know. Vision of Bab- the Babylon Five universe, oh. but it's but, not though because we've got the um thing they put out in about two thousand and four oh, oh. or two thousand and six, whichever it is. Yeah, I was counting that too. I don't really remember yes. well enough to know how good they are. But it's better than Legend of the Rangers. True. Well, what was what's the other one you said? Legends of the Rangers and I'm Lost Tales. A- yeah, oh, the Lost Tales. And what's the two thousand four one? I think that is the Lost Tales. It's either 2004 or 2006. I can't remember when it was released. So you guys have Call to Arms. That's the fourth movie, right? Yeah, that's the fourth. Call to Arms and Crusade is going to be one episode. Right. Because I'm going to think- pick out a couple of Crusade episodes for Beth to watch. Right. Okay, we're going to have to give yeah. me some time. Okay. I know, I know. It will have to be a bit of time, but I personally think Crusade needs a consideration because there's interesting things to discuss with Crusade when it comes to Crusade. Oh yeah, I well, I'll start Crusade and watch all thirteen episodes because that yeah I'll get it. Will didn't that. like it. I didn't. Will didn't like. According oh. to your, uh, I didn't like Legend, Legend of the Rangers. Um, Crusade, I never oh. saw all the way through. Oh, Legend of the you Rangers. You didn't. Okay. You haven't seen Crusade. Yeah. Hmm. Give it a chance, Will. Give it a chance. Yeah. If I have a time, I'll watch <laughs> as much as I can in the next two weeks. Um, I, 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 I'm, well, then I'll, I'll make the list for you as well, because it'll be easier just going through. through I, I'll, I'll limit it to three, but. I think that'll give you the essence of what Crusade is. Could you post that to the Facebook too? I will. It, I mean, I won't do it yet because it'll take me a few days to go through the series and pick out the yeah. right episodes. But I can do that. Too. Yeah, early so. this week I'll post it to the Facebook group for everyone who wants to follow along. Woo-hoo. Okay. So first, we have a comment from Vort ninety nine. Yay, Vort! Yay. So Vord said that this has spoilers for uh, Sleeping in Light and the rest of Babylon 5, basically, but I didn't read oh. it ahead of time. Okay, um, should I not listen? Um, I think it's... Oh, wait, Sleeping in Light, okay. Yeah. Wait, the rest of Babylon 5, or is he talking about the movies? I don't know, I didn't read this ahead of time. I'm sure it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, so that the Ambassador's Journeys... So that's the ambassador's journey over and done with. Of course, there are a couple of things to tidy up, but essentially this is it. So what does one say about Babylon 5 when it's all said and done? It's a show shot through with contradictions. It's a show about the need to resist authoritarians, but it's also a show about worship of the heroic leader. It's a show about the need for the young to rebel against the old, but it's also a show about a nostalgic love of old-fashioned science fiction. It's a show that's about how people are not perfect, but it's also a show that trades in idealism. And, of course, it's the show that revels in having an overall story from the beginning to the end. But, you know, doesn't really, because that plan has to deal with the realities of television production. 
The last aspect haunts Sleeping in Light. When I first saw it, I was overwhelmed with the emotion of finally getting to the end, and TNT's delayed scheduling of the final episodes meant that the mismatch with Season 5 was not as obvious as it is if you watch it as a true season finale. Now, I can't watch Sleeping in Light without being smacked in the face by all the ways that it shows the joins, not just because it was made to finish off the series at the end of Season 4, but because of things like the erasure of Sinclair. But it's still a moving piece of television. One thing that in my head always feels like the final image, even though it's not, has stuck with me to this day. Claudia Christian's voice over the image of Garibaldi saying that there are always second chances, even for people like us. That's the story of Babylon 5. It didn't work as it was meant to, but there is a second chance and a third chance, and it did work. Thank you. Thank you, Rod. I think, yeah, that, that's Thank a good you, way Lord. to sum it up. Yay. Thank you. Great thoughts, as always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And don't let those be your last thoughts. We've still got a few more shows in us. Yep. Next email is from Pinky Pinkerton. It's a long, we can split this up if we need to, but anyone want to take this one, start off? Okay. Um, I'll start it then. Hello, I've been meaning to write for a while. It's been too demanding. Uh, well, sorry, life has been too demanding to me, allow me to do so. But I've made some notes along the way. It begins the, in the last season of Babylon 5. Um, oh, sorry. It begins. The last season of Babylon 5 hasn't encouraged me to write a lot of sadness around there. Okay, uh, first of all, a quick few reviews of some choice episodes and then some feels about the end. The Very Long Night of Londo Malari. First impressions weren't great, but repeated viewings have cemented this one as the most powerful episode of the fifth season. I find Londo's story so tragic and Jurassic plays it so well. Night of the Dead. Another slow burner, and I still have to give a lot of slack when it comes to plot points. Sorry. What is that? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, sorry, Pinky. <laughs> Where <about>? oh. <laughs> But a lot, I'm not sorry. I'll finish this bit, um, tragedy of telepath. Someone else will have to do sleeping like it. I won't be able to. Uh, but we learn a lot about our characters who expected Morden, really. And what would Jakar have seen had he stayed? Tragedy of telepath. Byron's dead! Byron's dead! Byron's dead! Skips off dancing <laughs> around. She's burnt body. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone Same who's sleeping in light because will your tone and, and this just, I can't do sleeping like this. Is... Oh, okay. Hold on. Wait, Sorry. That was, that was accidental. <laughs> Like, what I'm was that? Now. <laughs> so was that like a bicorn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it might be your 
the text tells well, us we know you're safe on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, sorry. Oh shoot! So I can put my password in. I don't know. Okay, hold on. If you want to post, I can read one too. If you want. Okay. Um... Oh, okay. Got it. So, okay. So, sleeping in light. Oh my lordy, the feels. Oh the feels. I've never been a fan of Delenn and didn't ship her and Sheridan, though they seem content together. But this episode, it got me. Obviously, a lot of it was connected to the fact that the series I had totally fallen in love with was now over. This was the end. At the time, B5 was being bounced around the TV schedule, different days and times. Every week I would buy a TV paper, remember those kids? (laughs) And scour it for the next episode. I would stay in up to watch it, though also set the video to record just in case. Sleeping in light, I watched alone and was glad I did. It made me cry, ugly cry, for a long time. (laughs) Like Ian. I cried and cried, and when I Uh. finally was able to talk, I called a friend who was as taken with the series as I. I needed to know if she'd seen it. She hadn't. I told her not to watch it. She was always more likely to be affected by TV feels and often avoided them, until she had prepared and arranged for company. To this day, I still don't know when or if she ever watched it. The blubbing warning of an ultimate gut punch from someone rarely visually affected by TV, may just have put her off. Even now, 20 years on, that music still gets me right in the feels. Listening to your podcast of Season 5 becomes loaded with all that baggage when a particular piece of your background music plays. And despite having watched watched Seasons 2 to 4 hundreds of times, Sleeping in Light has only seen a handful of viewings. And only twice with someone else present. One of the best things about the episode is the return of my favorite character, Ivanova. Yay! Um, smiley face. Yay, that has a lot of whys, kind of like I thought Sheridan would say. <laughs> <laughs> a result of the annual will they or won't they approve the next series dramas, JMS could bank it at the end of season four and it makes me so happy to see her again. Though the heavy weight of emotions she carries creates a bittersweet feeling to Ivanova's return. And despite my utter dislike of Delenn, I still cry every time during the sunrise scene. Even though it's a heartbreaker of an episode, I wish it was twice as long. Letting go is hard. I think I will watch Sleeping in Light one more time, wondering what our newbies will make of it. Oh, I'm sorry I didn't cry. Maybe I wasn't in the right place. With the fairly recent passing of Garibaldi actor Jerry Doyle, This confirms B5 is one of the deadliest shows of its era to have been on. (laughs) Compared to other shows made at the same time, so many of its cast and crew have passed beyond the rim, which makes every rewatch a little more sorrowful. I anticipate a river of tears when I do rewatch the finale. Thank you for making your show. I hope you have all enjoyed doing so as much as I have enjoyed listening to it. Aw, thank you. Aw. We have. Oh, yeah. Second that. It's been such a great experience this time around, being able to share it with other people. And I've had uh, fun living vicariously through you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, continuing. Looking forward to the remaining films and other to be reviewed. Pinky, I have always been here. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite human, Ivanova, of course. Alien, Veer. Quotes. Quarter of a million people coming and going every day for 25 years. Every part of this station has somebody's fingerprints on it. Layers and layers. People's lives. There were times I thought none of us would get out of life. Some of us didn't. 
but we did everything we said we were going to do, and nobody can take that away from us or this place. Zach. That Zach said that? Yeah, Zach said okay. that. But... That's so eloquent, Zach. I don't remember <laughs> that it was Zach. Um, and then Sheridan, toast to absent friends, in memory, still bright. Hmm. Thank you, Pinky. Thank you, Pinky. Definitely, thank you. The Veer thing, the, the this is horrible. Horrible. I just thought uh, Veer, the the finally the one of the questions has finally been answered, and Veer is no longer a um <clears throat> virgin, and just, <laughs> he got all six of his whatever they were. Uh, uh, the I'm sorry. Oh, that just yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's right. Well, yes, he's emperor and he could get any woman he wants, probably. But you never know, he might actually be really good at it. And that's why he, he's got such harem. I, I'm sorry. And they might. might actually just want to sleep with him. It might not be that he's emperor and he can get any woman <laughs> he, he wants. to a weird place. Okay. <laughs> column A, a little from column B. So I'll it. take hands anyway, so that it's going to be easy. Oh, unless Derek wants to take hands. Yeah, um, it's posted it. in the chat, uh, Derek. Okay. I've got it if you want. or Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, if um, you want to. Sure, absolutely. Email from Jan. 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 Jan, right? Yeah. It's Jan. Jan. Yeah. My, okay. Starting off Hello, strongly, Derek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> crash and burn, just like the station. Here's a bit of feedback for the final episode of Babylon 5, Sleeping in Light. A bit longer than usual, but it is, after all, the grand finale of the series. Before I start the feedback, I have an answer to your question in the podcast from Objects in Motion. I quoted Jakar's farewell speech from memory, so it was not 100% ah, such a good comment. So it was not 100% complete, but the essence was there. It was very well received, and I noted that it was a quote from a story. Someone even asked the full quote and where it came from. Now for Sleeping in Light. We have a significant time jump, 20 years after the end of the Shadow War. Sheridan feels the end coming and makes his final arrangements and a parting party. It is a flashback time to the end of the Shadow War, with Lorian giving Sheridan a part of his life force. Oh wait, look, Sheridan is in the Entelzal room. Remember when Zathras told Sinclair, Delenn, and Sheridan that they were the one? Sheridan was the one who will be. That is what we see now. Also recall the scene in The Long Night of Londo Malari when he sees Sheridan in many guises. This was one of them. And when Mm. he leaves, we see a human and a Minbari ranger standing guard. Not a coincidence, I think. Ivana is back! Exclamation point. And she has been (laughs) promoted to general. Did you notice the model rocket ship on display in her office. That is the Hugo Award that B5 got for the episode Severed Dreams in in their category Best Dramatic Presentation. She looks a bit tired of the job, doesn't she? I love her comment on the photo op. Nice entrance by the ranger. She knows or easily guesses what's going on. We finally see Veer as emperor. He seems to enjoy his function. He He too knows when he sees the ranger. Mars, in your comments to Objects in Motion... You wondered if you would see Garibaldi smoking a cigar. Well, here he is, and Franklin is visiting. At the party, they do all they can to celebrate, telling stories, and look, Susan looks sad, and of course, Delenn notices. I like the story Veer tells about the Pakmora singing. We learned that Sheridan took over as Intelza two years earlier, 
and now that he is going away, she offers the position to Ivanova. Did you think she would accept at this point in the episode? Ah! Exclamation point. Sheridan is going for a Sunday drive. Even his death will enhance the mythology of the Alliance. A little visit to B5, and look, who's there? Zack! Remember what he said last episode, 17 years ago? He will probably be there when they turn off the lights. He was right. And then off to Coriana 6. Remember the message from Caution Day of the Dead? When the time goes, go to the beginning of the end. Vera waves farewell, and everyone leaves. Did you notice the tech switching off the lights of the station at the end? Yes, it was not other than JMS himself. A fitting cameo for the master writer of this story. The station gets it gets its Viking funeral. I just love Ivanova's voice at the end, and she did accept to become leader of the Rangers. For me, this is the best finale of any series I have seen yet. It is very emotional and almost impossible not to shed a tear at several points. Part of this is due to the score by Christopher Frankie. I am sure that if someone saw only this episode of the series, they would consider it as emotional porn. It only works when you have seen the whole story and got to know the characters. A bit of trivia. The quick flash of pictures is in is of all, or at least most, of the people who are involved in creating the series. A nice tribute to the crew. When talking about the score, it has been reported that JMS said to Frankie, Break their hearts! And now for the favorites. Human. Well, this is Sheridan's episode, so there we go. Alien. Not too much choice to Lynn. Quotes. Ivanova. I feel like an old war horse trotted out for a parade. You're quoting Londo. There are 49 gods in our pantheon. So to tell you the truth, I never believed in any of them. But if only one of them exists, that god sings in that voice. A toast to absent friends. Sheridan, excuse me. Sheridan, a toast to absent friends and memory still bright. Sheridan, I want to feel space beneath me one last time. It's where I belong. Sheridan, about B5. It's like we're still tied together even now. Lorian, this journey is ended, another begins. Ivanova, most of it all taught us that there can always be new beginnings, even for people like us. Rating, this is a bittersweet ending. To me, it is the best series finale I have seen. So I rate it 10 out of 10 final departures. That's all for now. And don't be too sad, even if you have arrived at the end of the story. Jan, the Babylon. Thank you. Thank you, Jan, as always. Yeah, thanks so much. And yes, we've still got the code to go. Uh, finally, we have an email from Lori and Carl. I will uh, take this one. This will pick us up. <laughs> Yay. Ambassadors, <laughs> <laughs> Ambassadors, Commanders, and Visitor, Derek. <laughs> Even though this hey, one. Hey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I get excited about the little stuff. So. <laughs> Even though this will not be the last podcast for Down Below, it feels very significant. We will certainly be continuing to watch and sending feedback, but it will not quite be the same. First, I think this was one of Carl's favorite episodes of B5, certainly of season five. He was blown away by the writing and directing and how well it was done. I remembered it quite well, but had forgotten the extent of the emotional punch. I think we both felt physically pain when we saw B5 being destroyed. Carl was not expecting that at all. Our reactions... It is 20 years later. I think both Beth and Carl predicted some sort of future jump, but not to this specific point in time. The thought of no. No- yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The thought of knowing that you will be stopping is very scary. What would you want to know? Would you want to know? Would you want to know your time of death, your time and date of death? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one. 
I don't know. Well, if it was going to be soon, I guess, so I can, like, do shit, but... Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I don't want it to be a huge surprise, because, you know, I think I just want it to be not in any pain. I'm happy with either soon or long, but just no pain. Yeah. Um, uh, They're going to say, General Susan Ivanova, what a surprise. I assume this is because it was filmed at the end of season four. Whatever the reason, we were both really happy to see her. She was sorely missed from the cast. Veer, always great to see him. His hair is bigger. Must be because he is emperor now. We'd like to have some of the in-between story of his journey and find out what is going on at Centauri Prime. Assuming that he does not have a keeper, why not? Yeah, as I said, there's some sort of civil war on Centauri Prime where... Veer was able not to get a keeper somehow, probably because London protected him. And because of that, Veer was able to orchestrate an uprising against um, the Drak and the keepers. I think that's what's happened anyway. Uh, Garibaldi. Carl says those cigars will kill you. We noticed that they mentioned celebrating Independence Day on Mars. They must be independent now. Good to see. Yeah, yeah, I think they were officially made independent at the start of season five. So, yeah, yeah this is their 20th year anniversary of being independent. <laughs> Good to see Steven as well. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. I just said, I wonder what the Martian theme song sounds like. Oh. <laughs> anthem, yeah. Good to Sorry, see Actually, would they use, um, Oh, isn't it Gustav Holst who does the sweet for the planet? And oh yeah, they would yeah. do sweet, wouldn't they? That would be yeah, the, yeah that would be the right one. <laughs> the mascot is Marvin the Martian. Um, uh, <laughs> good to see Stephen as well, and that everyone is very successful. I always thought he and Garibaldi had a good rapport. The daughter was a nice touch. Assuming they could not get the actress who played Lise. Yeah, she was filming something else. Um, regarding Sheridan's going out party, Carl says, if you are going to go out, you may as well go out with the bang. Singing Pakmara, who would have thought? That moment was very sad. Veer looks like he has aged more than the others, especially the humans. What did you all think? Yeah, I think he's had a tough life these past um, <laughs> 20 years. It's a hard well, knock life. Being leader and... I mean, Sheridan looks old too, but he's dying again. But I think they both look old from being leaders of their world. Yeah, you know, at the age now that you know, well, I guess it's nothing to do with my age, but you know, when you see actors in old makeup and then you see what they actually look like at the point where you know, <laughs> twenty they get years like, later, yeah, like yeah, Bruce Boxleitner doesn't look anything like <laughs> they envisioned. Yeah, um, well, sometimes they don't use enough old age makeup and just put a bit of grey in someone's hair. Yeah. And then sometimes they just layer it on and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, they go on to say, during the party we noticed that Garibaldi had water, but Veer had too much to drink. Yeah. Apparently, Veer, even though he's emperor, doesn't drink that much. Ivanova seemed very sad and very Russian. Ivanova will be head of the Rangers. 
that seems right and a good fit. That somewhat explains why we saw her image in the Book of Rangers in the Far Forward episode. Carl says Sheridan should go on a last joyride in a white star, and he called it. Carl approves of the uniform that shrank. <laughs> the scene with Delenn saying goodbye to Sheridan was amazing. Carl felt it was so well blocked and directed. Very good to see Zach on the station. He will be there until they turn the lights out, just as he said in the last episode. It was sad to see it so empty. At the decommissioning ceremony, Garibaldi takes the shot glass. Were the ambassadors surprised to see it ending this way? Carl felt like it was a character dying. Oh, that definitely was from me anyway. In the ending montage, we see Zach working with Veer. Wonder what that was about. Ivanova looked good in the ranger uniform. So what did happen to Sheridan? I guess he went beyond the rim. There are so many excellent quotes, but here are a couple that just stood out. Ivanova, it seems like some days there's no one left to play with. Veer quoted Londo, There are 49 gods in our Pantheon, Veer. To tell you the truth, I've never really believed in any of them. But if just one of them exists, then God sings with that voice. Veer, I miss him. Sheridan, to absent friends, in memory still bright. Mm. Lori's writing, 10 out of 10 singing Pachmara, Alien, Veer, Human, Sheridan, and Ivanova, too hard to pick. Carl's rating, 5, it was the last of the Babylon stations. Very well <laughs> shot, acted, especially the last scene with Sheridan and Delenn. The entire episode was beautifully done. It was better not to have had David there to just be a concept to us. The directing was very classical and very well done. And now the favorites, favorite ship, Babylon 5. <laughs> Why did they not make it a historical monument or museum? Set the Sunrise Garden, Species, Crouton, and his brothers dressing in sunflower seeds. <laughs> Um, <laughs> human Ivanova death single tear falls relationship Sheridan and Delenn one last time dramatic moment the whole thing comedic moment ISN documentary actor Bruce Boxleitner camera work the man dressed in black and the woman dressed in white what would Sinclair do he already did it didn't he yeah, he, he went into the lights as well. He went beyond the rim. Damn right. Carl's callback. Babylon 5 title sequence at the end showing the characters from beginning to end. Try not to make this too long, but just wanted to say thank you so much for doing this podcast and encouraging our feedback. When we, Aww. <laughs> when we started watching with you, I did not really envision that it would become a very special weekly thing for Carl and I to do together. We might have watched it anyway, but it was so much more fun and interesting to watch with you all as well. Thanks, Lori and Carl. Thanks, oh, Lori. Thank we, we loved your feedback. Yeah, we loved hearing now, from you. Yeah, it's brilliant. We're not when done yet. Not, There's yeah. things still to watch, and when you can watch them together. And I know when they were... Watch. Sorry? Oh, no, I was just going to say, when my son turns about 10 years older and actually understands Babylon 5, then... We may have to watch it together and listen to the podcast. So, Aww. Aww. so it'll live on. What's his name? <laughs> Eli. E-L-I-E. Eli. Eli oh, okay. or Eli. Like 
Weasel? Uh, uh, Ely, uh, yes, actually. You're like only the second person ever to guess that. Oh. So, <laughs> Elizel Weasel. So, who just died last year? So. Mm. Yeah. So, hello, Ely. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying the podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, if you make so. it here at 10 years old, congratulations. <laughs> well, he, yeah. He, I've given a few years here, so. Oh, okay. So, he's too and right Lori now. And Carl, sorry? Oh, no, he's, I'm, I'm waiting until he's a teenager, so. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole making love with the telepath thing. Come on. I don't want to put anybody <laughs> no through one, that until no they absolutely need No one have to listen to that. Yeah. He'll get to learn about Justin Bieber. We'll be like, who's Justin Bieber? <laughs> What's a Bieber? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully oh. he will. <laughs> I'll be happy if he says, believe me. If he doesn't know yeah. who that is, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say, because Lori and Carl, we had talked about doing a commentary, but it didn't work out because we didn't end up doing a commentary at all, um, you know, just because of the, you know, with Heidi and everything. So, yeah. Um, but again, thank you guys. Thank all of the people that have stuck around this long with their feedback and people that didn't, you know, it, things happen. Yeah. So or, or people in the future. <laughs> yeah. Anybody listening <laughs> to this feedback. in the future. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for sticking in this for well. sticking with us because <laughs> we've not exactly put things out consistently. And you know, life happens, but we did for a while, but then yeah, yeah. it gets, sometimes it's like, you can't go three years and have no Sunday afternoons, you know? <laughs> Oh, or sometimes God. you just want to go for a drive on a Sunday afternoon and oh wait. Was, oh sorry. really? <laughs> yeah, man. When Sunday afternoons are free again, yeah. oh, I'm gonna celebrate. <laughs> There's so much drinking I could be doing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I may have never mind. <laughs> uh yeah. So yeah, I think that's Oh, Derek, thank you for coming on yeah, again. Thanks, we'll be seeing Derek. you again in a couple of weeks. In a couple yeah, weeks. Thank we'll you be so much. Yeah. No, I'm excited. Uh, of course, this was awesome thing. I reserved this like a year in advance because <laughs> it's been that long, hasn't and, it? And uh, a couple <laughs> weeks, we'll see the awesome actor Tony Todd, who's one of my favorite actors ever in Call to Arms. So. Okay. Uh, Candyman, right? Yeah, I love Tony Ty. Um, oh, forgot that one, but yeah, so. Yeah, so actually, we do have some predictions. We, we might, you might try to do predictions. Well, really? Because. No, don't make me do predictions. Yeah. Well, you want to wait until next time before you do your predictions. That's fine, but. Sure. Oh. Uh, that is all we have for this week, folks. We'll be back next time with a season five wrap up review. Uh, but until then, yeah, and we'll be sticking to season five. We'll be sticking to season five because there'll be a full series wrap up once we've done everything else. <laughs> Good. <Goodbye. laughs> okay, stroke off and everything. Be seeing you. Farewell. <laughs> Look for us on the web in iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Also, downbelowpodcast.com, facebook.com slash group slash downbelowpodcast, and twitter.com slash downbelowcast. <laughs>